Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, that's right. UCLA's class of 23 is all of a sudden taking off in the last few days. Dante Moore, the highlight, and the class continues to grow. This is Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. Thanks for tuning in and making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. And it's free where we get your podcast and available on YouTube. Thanks for likes, comments, and subscriptions. So thanks for all the support. UCLA has been hitting the portal extremely hard, picking up a couple of high school recruits. Everything is going well for Chip Kelly's bunch as the Bruins have found themselves well on the right end of things in the last couple of days for UCLA. So what has UCLA done most recently since Don became a Bruin or has committed to become a Bruin? Most importantly, UCLA's gotten two commits, trying to fix their tight end hole, looking to fill some gaps in the offensive line. Well, not exactly figuring things out defensively, at least in the secondary, the much maligned secondary. The big will get the four-star tight end from Oregon. The transfer portal commit, uh, who was the fifth tight end prospect in the class of 21. You have Moliki Matavau, who had, in two years, about 19 receptions, 200 yards, two touchdowns and was a highly coveted prospect coming out of high school. And UCLA didn't get him the first time around. And with all the questions about the tight end coming into this year, moving into the into next year, you lost Mike Martinez, who left the program. Still not haven't seen any word. He'd left the program in August, about three weeks before the season, which left UCLA with Mike Martinez and then Hudson Habermill. And Ezeke, excuse me, Michael Ezeke and then Hudson Haverville. So Martinez left. Then you had Ezeke, who had a good year this year, considering his role was significantly significantly increased. And then Habermill, who shined in moments, but maybe is not necessarily who you want as a number one tight end moving into the 2023 season. So what did UCLA do? They go get Moliki Matavau, who was a good get for the Bruins, should be the clear-cut number one prospect for the Bruins at the tight end position, a four-star, which continues to build UCLA amongst the top two or three in the country in terms of transfer gets. And since the last few days, since December 16th, I've counted up at least, what, four gets for the Bruins, whether it be high school or transfer gets. That is, you have Dante Moore, high school product. You have Anthony Adkins, a three-star running back from Army who took this season off and is a 6'2", 220, maybe 230-pound back for UCLA. And he hasn't played in a while, but he still has three years of eligibility. So the Bruins continuing to add to the running back room, trying to answer questions at QB. Got two O-line commits between the likes of Spencer Holstage and then a recent three-star commit recruit 6-6 offensive lineman Tavake Tuukolovatu as the Bruins get that in addition to Colin Schley and the arguably a top five transfer portal get in the court in terms of quarterback rankings ranked higher than DJ Uyunglele from Kent State and the list just goes on and on as to the Bruins having 14 hard commits for what should be an early signing day in the class of 23 and UCLA getting six of those in less than the last week and you could argue that Moliki Matavau, it's rumored that well, he was influenced by Dante Moore's decision, right? He was influenced because of his ability saying, all right, what am I going to do? Oh, Dante Moore's committing? That seems like a place to go 
if I'm to go join Dante Moore and this new resurgence under Chip Kelly and his recruiting philosophy, whether it be hitting the portal, acting like he's hitting the portal and getting Dante Moore and flipping him from Oregon to UCLA late, and the Bruins adding to the running back room, adding to the O-line, and adding to everything, it seems like they have holes on offensively. And yes, they already had Jeremiah McClure as a four-star receiver added earlier, about a month or two ago, right? So he can kind of replace the Jake Bobo in a sense, right? Getting a guy to fill in for a significant weapon for the UCLA offense this year. So every little hole is getting picked apart by Chip Kelly and the recruiting staff and ensured that they are fixing things and looking for things going forward in the class of 2023 and going forward into their first years as a Big Ten Conference member, which is key because all the thing is how are you going to compete in last year, the Pac-12, and then how are you going to immediately compete in the Big Ten in the football realm? Well, UCLA looks to be doing just fine with this last seven-day turnaround of hosting Dante Moore, Dante to L.A., getting a top arguably a top-ranked transfer portal tight end, Maliki Matavau, who is well, was one of the possible top gets in the class of 21. Don't get him, and then they get him on the second time around. So UCLA is picking apart what they need offensively. So those are all good signs to see. And yes, some of the portal gets have involved a little bit of a defensive guy or two, right? Oluwafemi, Oladejo from Cal, the linebacker. You have Jake Heimlicher, who is arguably one of the best Ivy League and FCS edge rushers in the country at the FCS level. Those are guys that are key, but UCLA needs secondary help, the much maligned group in the secondary for UCLA's bunch. How are they going to fix that? Well, they did host a recruit, right? We'll talk about that. And we're going to tell you what UCLA is missing. What are they missing from next year with guys leaving going forward? Because the defense is a key part to any success in 2023. You need the defense. You can assume Chip Kelly is going to be successful offensively, but the defense is key. LinkedIn jobs. We'll tell you about that because these days, every potential new hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business, just like it is in the recruiting portal. You're trying to sell your job. They're trying to, their candidates are trying to sell themselves. You want to be 100% certain that it's the right fit and you have to have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. They help you find the right team right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those qualified candidates. Just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So go and check it out. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, here we go. Second segment, Locked On UCLA. Cruising and cruising, talking all about the portal. UCLA football today. They get Maliki Matsavau, a big get for the tight end room again. Hudson Habermill, 
He's the only guy who's got eligibility, who is a key contributor in the tight end room, that loses Ezekiel and lost Mike Martinez before this season, having a very thin tight end room. So Chip Kelly hits that, gets quarterback, running back, receivers. They've been building over the last few days and the last few months since they lost Roderick Robinson the second. So for UCLA, what do they have to do? A lot of the focus, defense, defense, defense. I see you guys in the comments on YouTube. I see you guys in the comments, whether it be on social media. Defense. Of course, Bill McGovern and his mystery, it seems like illness, since that's all that's been reported with him missing the back half of the season, all those games. That's been a key thing. So UCLA might just need to hit the, the market, the coaching market, to get a new defensive coordinator or hope he's up to good health and ready to go coaching forward from 2023 and beyond. So that's one thing about UCLA. How can you sell a defensive recruit when you need to figure out, and, well, they haven't told us publicly, and they probably know Chip Kelly and the bunch, what's it going to look like going forward defensively? Is their defense going to look the same? Is it McGovern, who under his first year, the first few games, defense looked much improved in certain areas in just looking ready, better coached, and making plays? In the back half of the season, while UCLA did pick off, you know, the Heisman winner and Caleb Williams, they forced some turnovers in key moments of games across town. The reason why they were so competitive late in the season for the college football playoff was the sheer fact that they turned over the opposition so much while giving up yards and points. They forced so many turnovers. UCLA, while they were opportunistic and had a good plus minus good turnover margin this year, they're missing so much defensively. They did host a four-star in Roderick Pleasant. He's from Gardena Serra, visited UCLA over the weekend, not expected to make his decision until the later signing period and maybe commit in January, sign in February, however it all works. Pleasant, he'd be a four-star DB, and that'd be a good get for UCLA, who, one, is missing or going to lose three guys to graduation, lack of eligibility, Stefan Blaylock, who was third in the team in tackles, had four tackles for loss. A captain, a guy who went to Pac-12 media days, he was key, had one interception. You have Mo Osling III, who's led the team in tackles, been there forever, was a key in getting tackles. And then Azizi Hearn, who had six pass breakups, was sixth in the team in tackles. And the team overall, between these three DBs, one pick, eight breakups, and they were three of the top six leading tacklers for UCLA's defense. So again, just the sheer experience, you can't miss it. You're going to miss it going forward if you're going to rely on other guys or less talented guys if you don't have guys coming through the portal or through your high school recruiting. But one key note to make there about that UCLA defense and those three guys, and I don't want to say anything about Blaylock, Osling, or Azizi Hearn, but one glaring miss is the fact that between those three guys, there is one interception. One interception and one turnover force, whether it be a force fumble, a recovery, an interception. Azizi Hearn went through his collegiate days and didn't even have a a pick dating through his last few years and his last couple couple of college stops. So for UCLA, here they are needing to get defense, and they've got Heimlich here from Penn. They got you know Ola Dejo from Cal, who had 17 tackles from UCLA. I think those are sneaky finds and could be equivalent to what UCLA was able to find in the Murphy Twins, in Leatu Latu, and we'll have more in Latu at the end of the show today. So can those guys, who they're going to figure out and find, or can they find guys that are going to be exceptional, the secondary, and be ball hawks 
and get those turnovers, especially when you're deep down in your own part of the red zone looking to defend it, hold teams to three. Can you get those defensive stops? Because if the Bruins could have got any of those stops against USC, you win that game and you're still having a chance to play in the Pac-12 title game. You get any stops in any other games against Oregon on the road. You start to get stops in that game. All of a sudden, your defense is much better and your offense doesn't have to put up 40 points a game just to be competitive in a large part of these games against Arizona, Oregon, or USC, where while we're sitting here with a 9-3 and UCLA team, a large portion of this team and a large portion of the season was, can the defense step up to the challenge in the majority of these games? And in two of the three losses, large part came down to the defense failing and giving up 45-plus, and the offense couldn't take over. And while the defense did get those key stops early against SC and the Bruins had the two-score two lead, it's going to come down to recruiting defense in a large part of these Big Ten teams. While you could say their offense sucks, or you can say they got good defense, <laughs> Iowa, and all these other things, you're going to have to have defense and guys who can get down the trenches. But if they have guys who are throwing floating ducks from their quarterback position, you're going to need guys who can force interceptions and make plays in the secondary going forward to truly impact the game. And maybe the Bruins don't have that. Again, Azizi Hearn, Blaylock, and Mo Osling, top three, three of the top six in tackles, counting for eight breakups for one only one interception. I haven't seen, other than that Roderick Pleasant four-star, who's not going to even side in this early signing period or even commit from what I've heard it looks like from the reports from different UCLA outlets, different social media outlets. Roderick Pleasant, maybe he's a guy. You start to see UCLA, hey, they're getting all these recruits. Maybe I should go join in on the fun. But again, all the question marks with the defensive coordinator may be a concern for guys on the defensive side of the ball who come look at UCLA as a potential option going forward and moving into the Big Ten. And it's tough. Do you want to play defense in the cold, or do you want to stay on the West Coast and play in the Pac-12? And whatever it looks like in the next couple of years. Who knows? But either way, UCLA, they got to get their mark on defense. They got a couple of guys. They're building. They're building. But they're losing key guys in the secondary. And while Jalen Davies was nice, you still have Kenny Churchwell, who's got an extra year of eligibility. There's so many holes in the secondary where they need to find and fix those to become a solid defensive unit and a respectable bunch moving forward. And speaking of respectable bunch, the Bruins were able to find those diamonds in the rough out of nowhere, right? They've Chip Kelly's found guys and turned them into super solid players. Want to know why? I already hinted at it. Leatu Latu, a big time get. But we'll talk about him in a moment. Just want to let you know that did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means you can get a DUI when driving high. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, coworkers can tell, parents can tell, everyone can tell. It reeks, you can see in your eyes, everyone can tell. And so what makes you think law enforcement officers who do this for a living don't know when you're driving high? If you're driving under the influence with marijuana, it could slow your response time and how you perceive time and speed when you're driving. So if you think you're fine to drive, you're definitely not. The bottom line is you feel different, you drive different. So remember, driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, you get a DUI. It's paid for by NHTSA. Just a friendly reminder. 
In the meantime, this final segment is a shout-out to Leatu Latu. Speaking of defense, we're looking for UCLA to find those guys in the secondary to be like Leatu Latu, a guy who UCLA found from Washington. His story's already been told. He is the AP Comeback Player of the Year. He led UCLA with 11.5 tackles for loss. He had 11 tackles for loss, 9.5 sacks, first-team All-Pac-12, and he hadn't played in nearly three years when he suited up for the Bruins, medically retired by the Washington medical staff, found the ways to be able to play with the neck brace, game over, and now he's the AP, one of three AP comeback players of the year. Ironically, two of them coming from the Pac-12. So for Leatu Latu, who forced three fumbles, recovered one in various different forms, recovered one against Cal, late key in the win. Leatu Latu, who is a standout player for UCLA, found ways to dominate late in the game and found ways to be a significant rush source defensively for the Bruins when they didn't expect to have any this year. You can add on the Murphy twins with that. You can add on much more beyond that. But for UCLA, here you are looking to find a defensive presence similar to what Leatu Latu brought this year. Can they find that diamond in the rough moving forward? Lehatu Lachu's story is just significantly amazing. He's from Sacramento. He's a redshirt junior. They got the Murphy Twins with eligibility coming back. There's certain different players who are coming back for UCLA's defense. You have the John John Bonds. You've got guys up front. But can they replace all these guys in the secondary that played, but they need more contribution? They need more out of it in the secondary in terms of forcing turnovers consistently and being able to hang with the different, maybe it's not full pro style in the Big Ten, but the physicality of their new conference coming up in the next year, year two, right? Next year or two. So with Chip Kelly being able to flip these offensive guys, can they find those guys in the portal, whether it be in the early signing day and new booms coming up with Ethan Young and his signature mark, boom, 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 or is it someone else that UCLA needs to find? And all I've seen is Roderick Pleasant so far, is there somewhere else UCLA needs to go? Possibly. But Leatu Latu, if he's on a sign that the Bruins can find guys, the Gabriel and the Grayson Murphy twins, if there aren't signs that UCLA can find guys up front, makes me excited for Jake Heimlicher to come here. Makes me excited for Oluwafemi Oladejo to come here after he balled out against UCLA, a three-star product in the transfer portal who will probably be even more of a significant part, in my thought, in the UCLA defense in 2023 and beyond with his two years. Heimlicher only has one, but all these guys like Latu and the Murphy Twins, they only got a couple years, or a year, excuse me, going forward into 23, if you consider them not jumping into the draft or getting snagged late and declaring for the NFL. Either way, they've got guys going forward, and UCLA can prove, hey, we can build the defense the way we built our offense. It's just, can the Bruins find those hidden gems in the portal or high school recruits and make them into something special like Leatu Latu turned out to be. Maybe he would have been if he was completely healthy. Either way, that's how we're excited. Six booms, almost like the, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, eight days of Hanukkah, got the six booms of the weekend for the transfer portal special as UCLA finds themselves ready and excited for the early signing day under Chip Kelly. Some people might not be excited. You better be excited. The Bruins have got themselves ready to go. Go check out Locked On Sports today. Make that your second listen. They've got a good show. 
big game recaps, big takes of the day. Hey, the biggest story of the day yesterday across the country in recruiting was the likes of Dante Moore flipping to UCLA. The most stunning turn of events has now led itself into two, if not three more recruits that we've heard about. You have Maliki Matavao, who has become probably the clear-cut clear cut number one tight end for the Bruins in 23. If he can fit in the system really quickly, you've got an army running back who's got some burst of speed, 70-yard touchdowns, building forward, going viral. The Bruins are building. Trust the process, apparently. As many, you know, we have the episode, should Chip Kelly be fired? Well, now he's turned it on, and the Bruins look ready to go, and not like a deer in the headlights. They look like they're the ones turning on the headlights and plowing the snow forward into the Big Ten in those cold games and proving they're ready to go. So thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen. Hit those subscribe buttons, the red button on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, download button, wherever you get your podcasts. It's for free. Thanks for your support. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, saying so long. We'll keep you covered with every transfer portal left and right swing. Get those hands in the air, Bruins fans. A clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. UCLA fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins. Boom.